Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. Sorry we're a day late. These things do happen sometimes, but thank you for your patience and thank you for your faithfulness in listening. Uh, it is Today is Wednesday, February the 3rd, and uh, we are going to continue our study of the book of Ephesians. Uh, we, get, we have a pretty interesting topic of discussion today, I think, that we're going to concentrate on. Uh, if any of you have ever wondered about the doctrine of predestination and what it means to Christians uh, and to unbelievers alike, I think that you're going to enjoy hearing what, what uh, we have to say in the episode today, what the Word of God has to say about it in our episode today. Uh, we hope to, if, if, if anybody's out there experiencing any confusion uh, regarding predestination and what it means, uh, we hope to clear that up for you today. Uh, as a, a reminder, again, we are uh, vigilantly working on getting an, a working website up and running. And uh, so very soon we'll be able to take questions and comments and uh, we'll be able to, to do that a little more effectively. If you have questions, we'll be able to address those. So be on the lookout. We will be announcing that hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So without further ado, uh, I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Chamberlain for our continued study of Ephesians. Pastor. Well, good morning. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, in your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, last podcast, we gave uh, an introduction to the book of Ephesians, and I think my I want to review that just a little bit because uh, we do have a rather important subject. Well, they're all important, but something that uh, I just can't wait to tell you about, something that's been bandied about in, in Christian circles for years, and and um, very few get it right. Um, so the book of Ephesians is separated into two parts. The first three chapters uh, are basically doctrinal. The last three chapters are about our deportment. In other words, first three chapters, what to believe. Last three chapters on how to behave. Principles and practices. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the book of Ephesians um, is divided. And, I'm, and that's by uh, divine dictation. Uh, that's how God intended it. And that's how... Um, he wants us to teach it, and that's how we will teach it. Now, uh, I'm going to begin by reading a rather lengthy portion of chapter 1. And, uh, and, and we'll just go over a few things that we already talked about. Uh, chapter 1, verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, and so uh, Paul is the uh, is the human author. God is the uh, divine author. Uh, Paul had an authority. He was an apostle of Jesus Christ, so that's his authority. 
his audience was to the church. That is the body of believers. So this is written to God's church. With regard to the church, uh, God planned it. The son purchased it and the spirit preserves it. And so if you're in the church of Jesus Christ today, the, uh, the universal church, and you should be in a, in a local uh, assembly also that has a good pastor that believes and teaches the Bible faithfully. So that's verse 1. The audience is to the faithful in, Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And the rest of chapter 1 and 2 talk pretty much about those spiritual blessings. Verse 4 says that he does this according, um, and by the way, that word according means in compliance with, in harmony with. And so he does things, all things, according to his purpose, his pleasure, and his power. And we'll see these words all through the book of Ephesians. And then, it, so in verse 4, he's, uh, verse 3 says, He's blessed us with spiritual blessings according as he hath chosen us in him. As a very, this is a very, uh, very um, important uh, phrase, and it's often misinterpreted. Uh, let's continue to read, and we'll go back to this word. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of, wor of the world, that we, believers, should be holy and well without blame before him in love, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And I want to zero in on that other P word, the word <coughs> predestinated. Excuse me. Keep that in mind. We'll continue reading through, oh, verse 11, and then we'll go back on our exposition. He says in verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. In whom, and by the way, over 30 times we see the words in whom or in him or in Christ. Mm -hmm. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And so redemption uh, is wrapped up in the person of redemption, which is Jesus Christ. The price of redemption, which is his blood. Number three, the purpose of of redemption is forgiveness of sins. Number four is the plenty. It's according to the riches of his grace. Understand that redemption is a word which means to buy up or to buy back. And so we as believers be, being redeemed, we have been purchased. We have been bought by God through his precious son, Jesus Christ, and his shed blood. And so verse 7 again, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Wherein? 
Well, what does that mean? We're in, in that grace. In the riches of his grace, he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. <laughs> Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Uh, let's look at that word mystery for a moment. The word mystery is a Greek word, mysterion, and it means something that was been that has been hidden in the past, but now is revealed. It's made known. And so he hath, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now, what is his will? We're going to talk about very briefly, or excuse me, maybe extensively in just a few moments. Let's continue reading verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might uh, gather together in one all things in, in Christ. There's that word, those words, in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And then in verse 11 says, in whom? Also, we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Now, let's go back to God has made known unto us his will. Now, the word we're going to deal with more than anything else is the word predestined or predestination, mm -hmm. which is a doctrine that has been perverted oh and has been, I mean, it's been bounced around the, the court like a, uh, like a live basketball from one all, end to the other. It's caused a lot of confusion. And it's easier to understand if you'll just obey the rules. Mm-hmm of Bible interpretation. Now, very simply, Curtis and I both will, uh, will tell you this. Uh, we're going to teach things only under the banner of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. For what saith the scriptures? We see that mentioned four times, four times in uh, the Bible. For what saith the scriptures? Now, so that's our first rule. We'll do everything only under the banner of for what saith the scriptures. The second rule we have is if God said it, stand up and speak up. If God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. There is so much being said about this word predestinated in so many ways that it's almost impossible uh, for the average believer uh, to understand what is meant by, by the word predestination. It means God having decided something beforehand. So what I want to tell you is I want to take you quickly to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It's Galatians, Ephesians, and then Philippians and Colossians chapter 2. Verse 8, and it says this, beware. In other words, be alert, watch out. Beware, lest any man spoil you 
through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And so, folks, we come to the word predestinated, and according to some theologians, predestination means God, before the world began, decided who would get saved, and he chose who would get saved, and he chose people uh, who would go to hell. Now, is that the God that we know? No. No, it isn't. Well, what, what is the God that we know? Well, in, in, verse, uh, in, in verse 9, it says, He's made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purchased in himself. Now, let me tell you, uh, I've done a whole, we've done a whole podcast on the will of God some time ago, probably. November uh, the 17th is when we did. November the 17th. So if you got that podcast, look at it. But but here's God's, the, the main part of God's will regarding us is, first of all, uh, that we should be saved. That's God's will. Now, can we pervert? Can we prevent can, can we decide not to do God's will? That's right, because he's given us a choice. Adam and Eve had a choice. Eve cho chose incorrectly, plunged their race into sin, and, and uh, now uh, all everybody's born uh, as a sinner. I'm sorry to say it, but that's, we have, it, and the Bible says, for as in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ shall all men be made alive. Okay. So let's go with this predestination thing. First of all, I'm going to say to you that God did not predestinate anybody to go to hell. Right. That's right. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, talks about God's will regarding this. He says, God who will have all men to be saved. Yep. God's will for every human being that has drawn breath from Adam to Eve up to our present time. God's will is that we all would be saved. Has that happened? No. no. Will it happen? Uh, will what happen, Curtis? Will everybody be saved? I'm afraid not. Okay. In fact, I'm afraid that there are more, well, I know there are more unbelievers than there are believers in this world today. Mm -hmm. um, if it, and, and folks, if you're listening, you're in one of those uh, conditions. That's right. Saved or lost. Believer, unbelievers. Headed for heaven, heaven for hell. Headed for hell. It's and, and it's up to you entirely. God never did choose you to go to heaven. He never did choose you to go to hell, except upon one condition, his foreknowledge. Remember Acts chapter 15, verse 18. We've quoted it many times. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning. That's right. Now, 
we can't know all of God's work from the beginning because we are, after all, human beings and with Adam's nature. And so uh, he's given us the ability to choose. He didn't determine how you would choose. He let you choose. In a a sense, he's given us the responsibility to choose. And that's that's a, a, a human personal responsibility. I can't get saved for you. Right. No one can get saved for you. Right. Not one apostle, um, not not Mary, mm-hmm. not the Pope, not your Baptist preacher. You have to make the decision for yourself. Well, and so what in the world was predestination? What does it mean? And, and, and why are you saying these things uh, so that I can give you uh, uh, the right interpretation and the biblical interpretation of predestination. God did not predestinate anybody to go to hell. That's something that you've chosen and he has to do. So what does predestination do? Predestination has nothing to do with you getting salvation. It's it's available to everyone. By grace through faith, it's available to everything, to everybody. And so God did not predestinate anybody to go to hell. And how can you say that, Dick? I can say that because the Bible never says that he did that. That's right. So what about predestination? Predestination is always in the word of God about the will of God for your life upon and after your salvation. And all you have to do is look at the wording, look at the context. That's right. In in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, um, he's he's predest, having predestinated us, believers. So, see, he's writing this to believers, people who are already believers. That's right. But here's God's plan now. Yeah. He has predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Mm-hmm. How many of you out there have been adopted? We. Uh, I have. Yeah. You. No, well, that's because you're saved. <laughs> We're talking about so well, we're talking, talking about human adoption, human adoption, not divine adoption. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you got to clear those things up for me. Yeah. I'm kind of stupid. Yeah, he's my son, but he's too big to spank anymore. So, <laughs> and by the way, he's extremely smart. Okay, adoption is that point where you're without parents. Yeah, you find yourself a child without parents, or with the wrong kind of parents who have abused you and who are serving time in jail because of it. And then there you are, a child. Uh, and what are you going to do? Well, praise the Lord. There are godly people out there who say, we'll take over. Yeah. We're going to legally adopt you. Mm-hmm. You will take my, our name. You will live in our house. Mm-hmm. We will feed you. Mm-hmm. We will take care of you. We will take care of your needs. That's the doctrine of adoption. Mm -hmm. 
Now, why did we have to be adopted? Because we belonged to the wrong family. Yeah. Yep. We were, we were children of the devil before we were saved, whether you like that or not. And he pretty much has forsaken us. The devil has. He put the seed of Adam in you, and, and now he doesn't have to worry because you're tempted, then you'll sin, and you'll stay in your sin. Yeah, it's an inherited condition it's of one birth. And we're going to talk more about inheritance maybe in this oh, maybe yeah. in this podcast, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Maybe I get to talking too much or am interrupted too much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm saying this is a family thing, and we love doing it here with our family. Okay. Now, where was I? Oh, God's oh, will. Yeah. God's will then is for every human being to be saved. Now, how do I know that? First Timothy 2, 4 talks about God who will, you see the word, have all men to be saved. That's what God wants. That's right. It's not that he's determined for Fred to get saved, but Leonard to not get saved. That's right. That's not the case. Right. He's given both Fred and Leonard the choice to be saved. And then when you're saved, then when you're redeemed, then when you're purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, God then has a predetermined plan. In place for you. In place for you. Yes. And the first predestined thing for you is that you <laughs> would be adopted into his family. Right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. I hope I've made myself clear. Predestination is not unto salvation. No. It is it is the plan for your life upon and after your salvation. Well, let's look at these things. Um uh we're 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 adopted unto uh, uh, we're predestined unto adoption, and then, and then we are uh, predestined uh, in verse, I think, eleven, to to an inheritance. Yeah. In verse eleven, the moment I get saved, I'm in the will. I'm in the last will and testament. Oh my goodness! Right. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, my wife and I, um, a couple of years ago. Uh, went to a lawyer and we had a will made out because we were getting old and and uh, since it's appointed unto men once to die, we thought we might die or be raptured. Uh, if we died, uh, then we have an estate. Now, we're not rich, but, you know, we have a couch and a couple of lamps and stuff like that and, and, <laughs> and, and a little more than that. And we have two children and two stepchildren and there are four of them and they are all in the will and they're in the will by reason of their relationship to us they are our children and so we have we have an inheritance okay so that's one of the things we're predestined to um uh in in verse five to adoption verse 11 to an inheritance. Oh, look at uh, Romans chapter 8. If you would please. Romans chapter 8. Wonderful, 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 wonderful chapter. 
Well, they're all wonderful. And it says this, Romans chapter 8, and I'm giving you time to turn to it because I'm taking time to turn to it, and I'm there already, uh, Romans chapter 8. It's interesting. It says, um, let's begin reading at verse 28 of chapter Romans 8, and it says, and we know, here again, written to believers, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them uh, who are the called according to his purpose. Now, you see, he's talking about a, a purpose for believers. And the purpose is not that they get saved. That purpose is for them upon their salvation or after their salvation. And then it says in verse 29, for whom he did foreknow. You see, foreknowledge. God knows the end from the beginning. He's known it eternally. That's right. He knew how things were going to begin, how they're going to end, and how everything was going to happen in between. Uh, and only he knows that. And 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 he, he had uh, some 40 authors write some 66 books of the Bible so that we could know it. And that's what we're doing here today. For whom he did foreknow. Curtis, he knew the day, the hour, the moment, the second, when you at the Bill Rice Ranch received Jesus Christ as your Savior. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that. He knew it was going to happen, but he didn't force it to happen. And that's my point. God does not force you into salvation. It is your choice. If he already determined that he was going to see to it that you were saved, that would would have that would mean that he he didn't need to give you a free will to begin with. Nor nor did he have to offer yeah. you grace. He just well, said, yeah. "You got it. Tough luck." Yeah. yeah. And by the way, if he chose anybody for hell, then he's going absolutely against his will. Absolutely. First Timothy 2, 4, he will have all men to be saved. By the way, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's God's will. Are all coming to, are going to come to repentance? No. No, many are going to use their free will to decide to reject. And God did not predestinate that choice. No. He predestinated things for you. After you made that choice, one was adoption. That's right. You get saved, you're predestinated to be being an adopted child. What's, uh, what's another the, thing what's, is, what's the verse in Romans about God turning over some people to a reprobate mind because they chose they chose not to retain God in their knowledge? It's all about your choice. And you'll read that in Romans chapter one. Good deal. You want to teach this or no, you're going to let me? No, I just wanted to throw that in. All right, that's good. <laughs> for, he, for whom he didn't know, Romans 8, verse 29, he also did predestinate to be. Yeah. Oh, so this is God's purpose after I got saved? Mm -hmm. Exactly. He did. We are to be conformed to the image of his son. Mm -hmm. 
that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He goes on to say, moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. And whom he called, them he justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And so predestination, as we have seen uh, pretty clearly, is not about getting saved. It's what we're to be after we're saved. That's right. Let me... Uh, Refer you then again to Ephesians, where we're going to get there eventually in our uh, and, and deal with this more uh, thoroughly. But in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of your that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, that's we believers. Uh, created in Christ Jesus unto good works.